everyone, and welcome to episode 241 of the Pixels Inc. Podcast. I am your host, Cody Arm, and joining me today is our editor-in-chief, Brennan Fry. Hello there, Cody. How are you? I'm pretty good today, actually. Pretty good day. I'm very sleepy. You're always sleepy, though. Well, I'll tell you why, because I can talk about it now. I was reviewing Vikings, Wolves of Midgard. Viking, Wolves of Midgard. So, Vikings. Viking Viking. Diablo? Yeah, essentially, yeah. So I came in early today to finish it up. And if you check out cgmagonline.com, you can check it out. Whoa! That's exciting! It'll be there now. Sweet! Yeah. And if you didn't (laughs) guess from that other voice, we've got that Phil Brown. Whoa! He is just a a basket (coughs) of emotion. I really am. I got a lot going on today. It's funny. I thought of, um, uh, I, I was going through, like, something I could call you something phil brown mm. and all i could think of were like jordan introductions oh, well, thank you it's for like avoiding weirdly that, yeah. sexualized and i was mm-hmm. like i i don't want to i want a lawsuit yeah yeah no yeah. we don't want to go to that dark dark place yeah, we have our own we are already have plenty of controversial episodes <laughs> unintentionally yeah well, yeah of course. most oh, of the time no. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you i, I might have mentioned it on the podcast before but you missed the the best one when he started talking about um, oh yeah we talked about yeah, yeah. when he was compa- doing a stalin and hitler comparison yeah, yeah. foodie pie yeah 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 not great <laughs> he's like, we well, he's, him, only, he's not so bad because he only did this much. I'm like, nope. Well, this okay, is what we're stopping this conversation. To be fair, to be fair, he was quoting a comedian. That yeah, doesn't help. A point. Doesn't help. But man, it got off the rails so bad, so yeah. fast. <laughs> that was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> a lot of people were affected by that sort of thing. Just yeah, saying. yeah. You don't, you don't do that. But I no. mean, water bridge, something. Moving on with the Under podcast. It. Yep. Yeah, Nip I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got some game news here. Wow. It's really? You say, you say game news? Yeah. Well, will you do it up to anything good this week other than gaming, just so we can kind of ease into it a bit? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> 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 Can I get some banter? Put me on the spot. Uh, I don't I, – well, no, I mean, okay. it's been a really boring week. I've been – playing vikings that's Fair enough. My life. okay let's go to the gaming news it's, then. it sucks because i've wanted to play my switch um but you but just have too much viking instead what i am in have, on that viking action. what if they had vikings on the switch that would be interesting i i think it'd be kind of difficult to be really? honest not because it'd be like taxing on actually it might be because mm. it already chugs a little bit on the ps4 i couldn't even imagine what oh, it wow. would do on okay that but, could be an optimization issue though yeah probably and then also there's just like there's a lot of a lot of trigger action going on. And okay. The switch triggers are not great. Yeah, unless yeah. you have the the pro controller, which not if everyone does. If you have does. a switch, you should get a pro controller if it's available. Which no one I can know find it's really it. hard. Yeah. yeah I'm surprised it didn't come with the system. I kind of seemed like it would. Well, then uh, they'd have to like charge more. And I think the whole thing with the switch is they don't want to. Uh, yeah, they want to try and recapture that affordable Wii. Yeah. Situation Speaking of they have. switch. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's some there's some news on the switch actually. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna talk about. We're going to have two Switch stories. All right. Um, the first happened actually the day the podcast went live. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was the day after we recorded, even though this yep. is a live podcast, didn't you know? I'm joking. Uh, how is that even um, possible? <laughs> but, yeah, we record uh, whatever day you're listening to it, that's when we recorded yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> even if it's in five years, we recorded yeah. it yesterday. Yeah, no, we're always live here at CG Magazine. No, uh, so what happened was uh, Nintendo said that uh, they're going to double down on Switch production. Cool. So hmm. that's a thing that's going to happen because they didn't, I guess they didn't think it was going to sell so well. 
but it did. I feel that they always have this issue. Remember the Wii? The yeah. Wii and 3DS? Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's so much an issue as it is a way and of like manufacturing every, yeah. demand, yeah. right? And every console except for the Wii U. Yeah, every, that one you like, <laughs> you go to the store like, oh, I guess they still have some. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really want it, so I'm just going to leave it on the shelf. Yeah. Move on. Nothing, yeah, there's n- never a case of, some, of there being too many things at launch except for giant rock band game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, that's, uh, that's kind of an interesting thing. Another story we missed was uh, this one really affected me on a deep personal level. Sonic Mania got delayed. Aww, when was it sorry, supposed to come out? I think it was actually supposed to be like soon. Oh, um, and now it's like next year? No, no, it's not delayed too far because uh, I, I think they still want to release it for... But I mean, like if it's soon and it's like next month, I don't think that's much of a delay. <laughs> um, I, I Honestly, I didn't write down... I should have. I didn't even think of that. I didn't write down the, uh, the, the day that it got delayed to. But I can do that real quick. But um, it got delayed, which kind of sucks. But eh, to whatever. make up for it, Sega gave us a sweet trailer for the Son- uh, Project Sonic 2017, and it actually has a title now. So that was. Um, and what is Project Sonic 2017? So when they announced Sonic Mania, they also announced another Sonic game. That was, was this the, the really Sonic. awkward event they did? I guess so. Okay. Uh, so Project Sonic 2017 is now called Sonic Forces. It's a 3D Sonic game. Uh, like you'd, you'd be used and to. And I already don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, the 3D Sonic games are very hit and miss. And I'm still... More hit, more miss than hits. But yes, yes, they are. I, mm-hmm. Yes. There are four <laughs> levels yeah. in Sonic Adventures I think are fun. Everything else is Oh, awful. Sonic Adventures is amazing. I don't know what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Ah, you are wrong. Um, I'm seeing what the, the Sonic Mania thing was. I'm trying to find where it is. But anyway, the... Uh, the the so- project Sonic 2017 it's called Sonic Forces it's uh, it's sort of like the 3D Sonic levels in Sonic uh, Generations uh, kind of looks a little bit like Sonic Unleashed which is kind of mm-hmm. cool because <coughs> Sonic Unleashed the only real issue is when they turned him into a werewolf hedgehog yeah that wasn't great yeah uh, but aside from that the Sonic levels were pretty much universally praised by everyone mm. um, but yeah uh, so we got a little bit of something for that. Uh, Sonic Mania. You know, I don't think the news story that we wrote actually has. The they may not have even necessarily have announced. They could just say it's delayed. Right? That is possible. Yeah, it's um, just been pushed back, and then they will announce a new release date at a certain point in time. That happens a lot. Yeah, it. I'm still. I'm. I'm a little sad, but they did show off some stuff a couple weeks ago for new levels, and um, it looks pretty cool. I'm. I'm excited still. Nice. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Sonic Forces, though, I don't really. I don't know. There's like five seconds of gameplay. <laughs> But that is something I could literally care less about. Eh. <laughs> you could care less? Yeah. There's possibility that I could care less, but oh. this is pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're going to we're going to jump over to Smite. Everyone likes Smite? Yeah, sure. Sure. It's it's I don't know, it's a popular MMO. It actually really is scary. <laughs> like when we went to the event there, <laughs> there were people like in costumes, there were people waiting in line in the cold. Yeah. Like yeah. it was weird. Atlanta, the frigid Atlanta winter. Wow. It actually was really cold. Yeah. Yeah, it was surprisingly yeah, chilly. Uh, but yeah, they were like they were people just like like yelling about everything that's going. Like, oh my god, they played this one god. I'm like, mm-hmm. is that a good thing? I don't I don't yeah. know why going is this in, a good thing. Going in not really understanding Smite, it was uh, mm-hmm. it was kind of overwhelming. But they have a really passionate fan base and it's huge. And um, they it turned three mm-hmm. uh, this week. It's only and three. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's kind of uh, they they've, they've released some like sales and things for fans but they also made a cool infographic 
about some cool smite stats. Yeah, what's him? I'll list some of them off. There's been 257 million total hours played. That sounds like a lot. Four mm. billion players have been killed. 54 billion mili- minions have been killed. Hey. Um, there have been 168 matches with the longest conquest match lasting 3.5 hours. <laughs> I don't know if that's a long Three time. Three and a half that's hours. That's a long time to play an MMO level. <laughs> you mean MOBA? MOBA. Whatever. They're very different. Whatever. <laughs> I'm tired. I said this. Okay. <laughs> this is going to uh, be one of those podcasts. That's a long time, though. Yeah, I've played out games. Yeah, now that I think about it, for an MMO, that's like... You that's don't like get anything done. You did one quest. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> and actually, remember, like, I spent three hours, so you got out of the opening area? Yeah, for MOBA, that's a long time. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. So, way to go, High res Studios. Mm-hmm. Congratulations <coughs> on your success. And Go them. Uh, Paladins just launched on PS4. That's another game by them. Um, it kind of looks like Overwatch. Because, yeah. And the only thing is, though, like, okay, I wanted to pick it up on the PS4, but you have to pay for it. And it's free on PC, so I don't want to buy. How much is it for now? It's like fifteen bucks, I think. Oh my god! It's not like a lot of money. It's just like they set a weird precedent before with having it as free to play. I don't know, but yeah, uh, I I still want to play it. Maybe it comes with things on the PS4. Probably it's probably like more of a complete game because I think right now it's still in beta. Yeah, but yeah. Neat. Way to go, high res. Keep making good games. Uh, going back to Nintendo, because the next two stories are about Nintendo, and this is going to probably take up a lot of time. So they re- released a statement on... Uh, did you hear about the Joy-Con issue? No. Okay, so apparently people have been having problems with the left Joy-Con. Mm-hmm. It Only to the left? Yeah. <coughs> That's weird. Apparently yeah. it desyncs. I have a launch console. Not a problem for me. Mm-hmm. I reviewed a launch console. We have a launch console there in the box. Yeah, and mm-hmm. haven't had an issue with it. Mm-hmm. I thought people were lying. But apparently it's a big issue. Hmm. Uh, Nintendo said that there's no design issue with the Joy-Con, but there was a certain batch with a manufacturer variation. Yeah, so there was an sense. issue. So that would make sense why it yeah. doesn't affect us, but a lot of people are complaining about it. It's exactly. Kind of one and area it's like where they're all the states are affected. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, they said that they, if anyone's having an issue, contact them. They can replace it, all that kind of jazz. So yeah, cool. that's kind of cool. Uh, as for the people scratching their Switch, like the tablet, yeah. um, they they didn't release a statement on that. I would say you know be a little more gentle with it. It is a touch screen. Also, it's a plastic touch screen. Yeah, um, but <clears throat> maybe get a screen protector. Yeah, that? maybe. Yeah, yeah, but also, like I, I just feel like people take touch screens for granted at this point. Yeah. I remember yeah. when they first came out, everyone was like, "Okay, well now I got to get the t- ten inch plastic yeah. protector for yeah. my iPhone," <laughs> and now everyone just like throws them around like nothing. Yeah, I mean like you know it's fancy technology. Yeah, you gotta yeah. be careful a little yeah. bit. But just I a mean. Bit. It is. It, I, I do think that it isn't the greatest design for the docking station. It should have some kind of like padding. It as has it felt slides pads. In. Does it? Yeah. Oh, it's being scratched by being put yeah. into the docking station. Yeah. Yeah. You it, know what? I can see that. It yeah. has little felt pads yeah. in there. Does it? Yeah. No, they're not thick enough because people are scratching them. Because they're probably putting console. it backwards. Yeah, that could be oh, yeah. 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 That would do it. That would do it. But I mean, yeah, it, so to be fair, it is, it's hard to tell if you're going to like drop it in. Like, oh, that's where it goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I like my Switch, though. But. This is going to bring me to my next part. This is going to be a little bit of a rant on my on my end. I'm going to okay. keep it as fair as possible. Mm-hmm. But it has been revealed that the chip inside of the Switch, the processor, that was uh, advertised by Nintendo as a custom chip made for the Switch built off of NVIDIA's Tegra. Um, Tegra X1. To be Tegra X1, yeah. 
uh, it's not a custom chip. It's it just the Tegra. Just the Tegra X one. Yeah, yeah. Which means someone over at Nintendo Marketing needs a stern talking to about false advertisement. You mean like blast processing? Mm-hmm. Blast processing wasn't false advertisement. It doesn't do anything. It's not a blast real thing. Blast processing wasn't a thing. But that's there's a difference between like. Uh, Games didn't run better because of blast processing. No, uh, blast processing was actually there was a way it dealt with memory. One, yeah, it, it like dealt it faster. Not really. It just slightly. Wasn't. It wasn't a lot, but it was enough that they were like, you know what? We'll we'll run with it. And so technically, it wasn't a lie. This was fully Nintendo marketing a uh, chip, saying that it was something it's not. I from day one did not have any illusion that this was anything more than just the next one namely because nvidia very rarely makes a chip that's more powerful yeah. than the things it already puts out yeah so if nvidia was put out so usually you can buy an oem version of their chip that's more powerful than anything else and they usually <coughs> that's what the kind of the flagship is their shield tv is their flagship of the x1 so when Nintendo said they had a custom one, I was like, oh, maybe it's worse. The fact it's actually as good as, I'm like, wow, there now, you go. You're looking at it as someone who's been in the industry for a long time, though. Yes. As someone, as like a, you know, most of their fan base who is maybe a casual. I'm going to throw it out there. Most of their fan base wouldn't notice a difference. No, they won't. But it's still being dishonest. It's being colorful. What is custom about it? It's in a different form factor than it's. Then it, the shield alternative. What do you? Um, I'm going to disagree. I don't. I don't think that it was. <laughs> it has different RAM than the shield, so it is a custom configuration of that chip. I feel like you're stretching, but I'm pretty sure someone in the marketing department, much like Blast Processing, said, "How could this be custom?" And they said, "Well, the RAM is slightly different." Well, there you go. It's a custom configuration of the chip. I guess it's still really sleazy. Yeah, I'm not. And it's how marketing works. Though, yeah, right? I guess they take any slight alternative. They'd say, "Yay! Do you know that Shield TV that's coming out right now? This is the exact same thing, but with a touchscreen and from Nintendo." Mm-hmm. No one would buy that. I feel like it, people would because it has the Nintendo brand on it. But not if they say, "Well, this Shield TV is cheaper and can do more things. I'll buy that." It doesn't play Zelda. I guess so. That's that's at the end of the day, that's what a lot of fans but would they, look at. It doesn't play Zelda, it doesn't play Fire yeah, Emblem. I'm gonna throw it out there. They they Mario. Ch- they mar- the marketing department had to make a call. Yeah. I'm not saying it was a right call. No, but I'm it's not. but I've been in this industry long enough to say that is not the most outrageous thing oh, that I've no. heard. No, no, no. It's not. Let's not let's not like make any hyperbole here. Remember the uh, uh what was the the PS3's like cell process and how that was gonna do everything? Yeah. Yeah, that didn't work. Yeah, no, it was a full on line. Yeah. But it's just another case of cell. Everything new Sony thing will run on cell processing from this point forward. To be fair, I think Sony did intend on doing that. And then everyone is like, "This is stupid. We're not doing this." Well, it was really hard to develop for. Yeah, and, people, and it just it fell through. But um, it kind of sucks. With that being said, still love my Switch. Um, I'm still playing, playing my Zelders. I'm just going to throw it out there. Sooner. I I definitely think it is dishonest. But I didn't think Nintendo was above it. Yeah, we should. So when I was reading up about the custom processor and I read what NVIDIA was saying about it, I'm like, that sounds like the standard processor. I bet it's a standard processor. If you've actually read the material, it doesn't see it. 
they say a custom configure a custom design for the chip. They never really say it's a custom chip. I guess. And and the video worked to make a custom configuration. Like they 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 played fast and loose the truth. Yeah. But if you n- understand marketing, they weren't doing anything that Nintendo or Mike oh, sorry Microsoft, Sony, or this every other company up to this point in gaming since the '80s has done. It's remember so Jaguar and the 64 bits. Yeah. Remember that? Well, yeah, and that wasn't cool either. And people still talk about it because it was and that's stupid. The thing. Um, and that's that's at the end of the day. Yeah, if you understand marketing and commercials, and you work in the industry, and you see this all the time. Then yeah, it's not a big deal. But for I mean, I think it's a big deal for the fact that Nintendo is marketing something as something that is not. Yeah. And I don't think, and they could have just left that out, just left that off the thing, and said running an Nvidia, running one of the X processor chips, it gives us this much performance. No one knows what chip that is. Yeah. The average consumer doesn't care. That's the thing too. It wouldn't have made a difference. There was no need to lie about it. No, wouldn't made a difference. Um, but I'm sure someone in marketing said, if we say it's custom, people think they have to buy it. I, I want to know who's buying the Switch because they heard it was a custom NVIDIA chip. Uh, you touted that. I said that was part of it. I was, that's not why I bought it. Bought the Switch. You, you bought it for Zelda. And the fact I bought it for Zelda. Yeah, but my point game. is, you, that was one of your talking points when you first heard about the system. Well, yeah, I, You're it like, was a custom it's chip. It's a custom chip that it might be able to play as good as the PS4. It's I, a custom no. chip. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're putting <laughs> words in my mouth. We've had this conversation before. I never said it will play as well as the PS4. I said you'd be able to play downgraded PS4 games, which we've already proven it can because there's Dragon Quest Heroes on it. I guess, Dragon yeah. Quest Warriors, sorry. Yeah, there you go. Uh, which no, is I a think PS4 game. Yeah. And it's a downgraded PS4 game on the yeah. Switch. Yep. I'm not saying – and I also said it, you're not going to be able to play something like um, – whatever the big game was at the time. I can't remember. Zero Dawn Horizon or Horizon Zero Horizon Dawn. Zero Dawn. Um, I don't think – that might have been the game I used to compare it to. It can't play that. No matter yeah, what you do, that's what I was, gonna say. Never that's what I was saying. You're not going to play something like that. But I said a lot of uh, those like Japanese developed games that don't yeah. always take contr- uh, take power into consideration. It's more of a, like a smaller thing because they're releasing it across multiple platforms. Uh, Cody, I'm uh, grinding your gears. I'm, I'm well aware. I am. I know you are, but I have to cover myself because. I'm criticizing Nintendo, and I know the backlash that's going to happen. So <laughs> I'm going to call this episode "Cody Hates Nintendo." Oh my god, Sounds perfect! <laughs> it's like put No it Man's in, Cody. Yep, mm-hmm. going to put it in the Nintendo subreddit and see what happens. <laughs> you really like abusing Reddit, don't you? <laughs> Just you like your little like army of. German shepherds, you just sh- send at people. Namely, you sick them. I want to see them suffer. But yeah, that's all the the game news I have. I just thought it was um, that was an interesting turn of events. And yeah. Nintendo hasn't commented on it, and I don't think they will. They don't need to. They don't need to. Yeah. They're like they said, yeah, it's it's a custom configuration of the X chip. What are you talking about? It is. We didn't ever lie. I think coming out and clarifying that you weren't lying, that would be going. That would be a step in the right direction. But they aren't going to do that. Yeah. And I don't expect them to. I'm just because if they don't talk about it, it'll go away. Because the only tech nerds care. <coughs> it's true. I already that's forgot. That's how the internet yep. works. <coughs> it's there's a wave of anger, and then that's about it. Unless yeah. people start commenting why it can't do what Nintendo promised it would do, at that point, the world is over. But until that point, it's fine. You know what's interesting? I've been playing a few Zelda, uh, a few Zelda, a games, few Zeldas, a few, yeah, a few mm. Switch games. 
and I've been reviewing a few Switch games, and it seems like a common issue is there are the, the games will start to lag when you play either multiplayer or yeah. uh, when there's a lot going on the screen. Mm-hmm. So my question is, how is that still happening? Like, why is that such an issue with the system? Uh, it's an ARM processor. It isn't designed to do multi multi threaded type things. Huh. It's just it's one of those things where, like, I get it. There's limits in the technology, but why are the why you think Nintendo? And I know it's not all Nintendo. They wouldn't be launching games that are instantly making the system look. They aren't purposely launching them though. No, I know that. I'm just saying. They can't control how uh, ARM processors are are possible to optimize for, but you really have to know what you're doing. Tegra especially have a certain architecture that you really have to know how to optimize and how to take advantage of the power it has. These people are doing quick ports. They're doing ports that not necessarily will utilize the power of the system to its fullest. It'll be about a year or so before we actually see those ports that work properly. It's just interesting to see something like the Binding of Isaac. I d- that struggle. That is no justification to struggle. That game does not very powerful. Either way, or even Bomberman. That that you can play on your phone quick and f- almost free. So I don't mm. know why. It's it's just one of those things I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And fair enough. Yeah, still love my Switch though. I, I think the Switch is a nice system. Nothing yeah. wrong with it. I think everyone that bought it should just accept the fact of what it is. Yeah. It is not. And people bought it thinking it's the one console that's going to rule all consoles. They really should know that it's not that. But it is a nice little system. Enjoy it. Enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, I don't think anyone... I I mean, obviously, like, hardcore Nintendo I'm going to throw it out there. There are some people that thought that. I, I'm I've met to, people that really? thought that. Oh, yeah. That's that's kind of scary thinking. I've, I've met people at PAX that thought, this is the only console I'll ever need. Similar to the way people thought, No Man's Sky is the only game I'll ever need. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean... I think it's like a really fun, lovely system, yeah. and I have no problem. And um, you know, I st- I love the hell out of the Wii while yeah. that was out, and I'm ho- and it feels to me like it's setting itself up to, you know, be a fun alternative, yeah. casual gaming situation again. And I'm all for it. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And that's the thing is that uh, when you look at how the system is designed, I, I know Nintendo's touting it to be their home console and they mm. have no intention on abandoning the 3ds mm-hmm. um they're gonna abandon the 3ds in like three months <laughs> maybe six That's, those are some words um, i don't know i don't know that they're necessarily i think they are being truthful that um if only for like a commercial standpoint oh yeah. like, as in there's yeah. a lot of them out there so you can keep putting games out on exactly. that exactly yeah. and yeah. they can keep shifting those systems and then they're cheaper to produce yeah 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 I, totally. I, although it's a fun side fact cody the 3DS is very similar architecture to the Wii U. I mean, the, uh, the uh, Switch. Switch. Yeah. I love the 3DS. They're, they're both our ARM architecture. The, the mm-hmm. 3DS is hands down my favorite console I've ever owned. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had nothing but good experiences with it. Mm-hmm. It is fine. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, teach their own. I, I, I didn't say it's it. bad. It's just <laughs> fine. <laughs> but um, I love my 3DS. But I, I think uh, you look at the way Nintendo is structuring now, like with their home and mobile teams in the same building yeah, and yeah. things like that. It would make sense to have those smaller experiences that normally would have gone to the 3DS. Just go on your home console as well at a cheaper price point. People will have a steady stream of games coming in and then you pepper in your Marios and Zeldas and your Metroids. Please, God, Nintendo, make it a Metroid game. And uh, and your Fire Emblems and things like that. And you'll keep 
most of the fan base pretty happy with a steady line of consistent games that like the 3ds didn't have a lot of software droughts after it's like initial one at the beginning of of its life cycle whereas the wii u and the wii even had those issues no i think i honestly i think if nintendo keep up the wii u uh sorry the 3ds going forward that's a good thing for them it's a nice system for people that want to buy cheaply yeah you can buy like the xl for 200 bucks and you can buy the um what's it called um the 2ds for like 80 yeah so i mean it's it's a good entry-level system especially for people that don't have the money to spend on the switch also the fact that switch is not in stores right now you can't find one they are hard to pick up that's for sure so i mean at least a year, you have to keep that 3DS out there just to keep that people buying Nintendo properties. Oh, yeah. You don't want to have a situation wanna... of the Wii where like, you could not get anything Nintendo for a while. You also have to look at it, too, where the the 3DS this holiday season came off with Pokemon Sun, Pokemon Moon. Yeah. And that would that did really well for them. And a lot of people picked yeah. up the 3DS just Agreed, for yeah. those games. And you don't want to have one of those things where it's like, hey, you know those games you bought? Yeah, that system, it's not worth it anymore. That'll that'll leave yeah. a lot of people sour. So unless they find a way to get those games onto your th- your Switch, which I don't think they will. That you'd think it would, um, but yeah, you never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would I would pick up a re-release of like Pokemon Sun. That if it comes with like cartridge that tastes like the worst thing on earth, yes, <laughs> I want that. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. We know that uh, Pokemon Company is working on something. I'm gonna throw it out there. I kind of want them to. Because someone that works for a website and a magazine, 3DS games look like ass. Yes. They they look <coughs> so bad when you try to preview them. Yep. They look. They only look good on the 3DS. Yeah. Nothing else looks good. They all look <laughs> mm. like complete and utter ass. Mm. Yeah. Well, they're it, designed for that screen. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's a, but it's a really low-res screen. Oh, yeah. Totally. But uh, they, there was the, – I didn't mention this in the news, but I can we can talk about it a bit. We didn't do a story on it. We should have. Um, they the, – the Pokemon company actually on their website, they're looking for developers to work on a well-known RPG series. So possibly Switch. Pokemon. Yeah. So there's Pokemon probably in the works. Probably, probably a long for way. for the Switch. Yeah, but probably a ways off. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the head of Pokemon company has – Is it Pokemon company or Game Freak? Might have been Game Freak. Because, I mean, Game Freak does make games that are not Pokemon. It might have been Game Freak. I can't remember. But it, the the head of Pokemon Company has talked about... Oh, yeah. I'm sure they are. But Pokemon they have to do something different Switch. with it. They have to find a way to utilize the power of the system. You know, I'm going to throw this out there. I don't think they have to do much different. And what about Vaz? How was that game? Uh, I haven't actually read the review. We have to pick okay. it up soon. But, yeah. Um, I, I meant more the fact that they implemented Touch on the system, and that's one of the few games that actually utilize it. So I wanted to know how well touch works with the system and if it would work yeah pokemon relies on touch for quite a bit of stuff um like a little bit but it's nothing from the main game okay hmm. uh, and i mean it wouldn't be the first time that they've put pokemon titles on a home console even like a mobile game if you remember back in the n64 days they had a um they had an attachment for your controller that went on the bottom where the memory card normally oh, yeah. goes where you could pop in your pokemon red, oh yeah blue, i forgot about yellow. that but i feel I we should move over it. to movie news because I feel we're now deep in the weeds. Mm. We can. Phil? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> That's, That's your cue. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. You sounded so defeated, though. <laughs> I thought you were like, yeah, we can. There was going to be a little resistance or fight about it. Well, I mean, we I was keep still talking in about the middle of a, of a point. But that's but point I mean, been going on for like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't have the opening like 
talking session, so I figured we can stretch it out a bit. <laughs> but whatever. No, you know what? You can take over and be host of the show. You, you seem to do a better job. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Movie news. Yeah. velocity right there. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding, Brian. Yeah. So uh, first up, um, very uh, recent uh, development is that um, – of course, they're making a Deadpool 2, as we know. Yeah. And Cable is going to be added to it, as yep. they made a point of making fun of. And apparently the current frontrunner for that role is Michael Shannon. That seems a weird choice to me. It seems a weird choice. I get it if, if just, because, just because like physically he doesn't look like you know a 90s action figure, which is what Cable looks like. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they're going to get anyone that resembles that unless story, steroids come back <laughs> in, in style the real rock quick. kind of looks yeah, like Yeah, I guess like maybe uh, John Cena or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, like, just give John Cena white hair, you're fine. Totally. <laughs> However, um, I totally get where they're coming from uh, comedically because yeah. they're obviously setting up this relationship to be the, like, you know, impossible, yeah. the unmovable force meets the unstoppable object situation. Yeah. Um, and uh, Michael Shannon is... Um, very dry. A very dry, a very intimidating, very frightening presence. Yeah. And uh, also a subtly very funny one, mm-hmm. who I think is going to like slowly turn into like a Christopher Walken type, yeah. where like he's interchangeable, whether he's funny or dramatic. And I actually think that this would work really well yeah. if they could get Michael Shannon to do it. Michael Shannon might not have any interest after having done one really bad superhero oh, movie. Oh, yeah. He was... He, he was Zod. Yeah. And technically Doomsday. Um, did he do anything for Doomsday? Yeah, he did mocap for it. Oh, yeah. that's sad. Yeah. I yeah. feel sorry for him now. And he played a corpse. Well, oh, that's there's a way to get some... I'm sure he got handsomely paid for it. Um, a new Land Rover. Exactly, know, yeah. Added a new bedroom to his house. Totally, yeah. So I'm I'm totally for this. Um, yeah. I Just because, if I'm, I think I'm a huge Michael Shannon fan. I mean, like, did you see him in um, Nocturnal Animals? He was, like, yeah. the best part of that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's great in everything he does. He's fantastic. I don't think he was very good in... In what? In... In Man of Steel? Yeah. Eh. I think he did as well as he could have. He was definitely the best part of <laughs> the movie. Fair. Yeah. I'm just... I don't... I didn't... He wasn't a memorable presence in that movie. Yeah, but he was He was more memorable than, like, anyone else. That's true. Yeah. The movie it was, was a really terrific. memorable movie, yeah. to be yeah. honest. Totally. Yeah, no. yeah, sure. Totally. I think he was the best part. I think he did what he could with that. Yeah, but. Okay. Anywho, um, yeah, big fan. My only complaint is that I still am frustrated that we know Universal is building this monster universe, yeah. and we know Frankenstein's monster is going to be part of it. Yep. And I just don't know why Michael Shannon hasn't already been contacted. He could play Frankenstein and the monster at the same time. It would be perfect. He's like physically built for that role. That's fair. And I just want someone to notice finally, yeah. because this is getting goddamn ridiculous. Is that still a series they're working on? Oh, yeah, yeah, Well, I mean, it's all dependent on how The Mummy does, right? Like, I think they've got stuff, like, they have people signed on contract, and they're ready to, like, and I'm sure they have scripts written, but I'm, it's all dependent on how The That's Mummy fair. does, okay. and then that'll either make dreams die, or dreams will take flight. Um, I'm, I'm not <laughs> optimistic. I'm not optimistic about it. I do like the idea of a big rollicking monster universe. I just don't know if this is the one that I necessarily not. want to see. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. But anywho, um, yeah, I'd be up for Michael Shannon uh, <laughs> playing anything, to be honest with you. Uh, next up. Oh, here's another fun one. Uh, so Robert Downey Jr. has been hired to play. Are you guys ready for it? I'm a little bit ready. Dr. Doolittle. Hey, you know what movie I don't <laughs> want to see? <laughs> Another Doctor Doolittle. And here's what's w- I know, right? That's the first thing that crossed my mind. Here's what's extra weird about it: it's being written and directed by Steve Gangan, who uh, wrote Traffic, 
and Syriana, and recently uh, Gold with Matthew McConaughey. So he does like uh, really serious fighting social dramas. Yeah. So what is this going to be? The animals representing different races? I mean, I what have, are you going to do? I have no idea. Maybe it'll be like an all vegan kind of message. I don't think that's necessary for anyone. Yeah. It's wrong, man. Yeah, yeah. Look at this duck. It's it's talking to you and telling you how bad meat is. It's just it's <laughs> so bizarre. He want to be eaten right now. It's so bizarre, and it's not like you know. Robert Downey Jr. needs the money at this point. You it's know not what like I mean? anyone on Earth maybe needs he really a new likes Doctor yeah. Doolittle. I mean, yeah, maybe it's a brilliant idea, and Doctor Doolittle is going to be reinvented in a way that I never thought possible. Maybe he, but I kind of doubt it. I, I maybe think he wants to prove he can outact <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Maybe he's just really <laughs> bored. Who knows? Did I ever tell you guys my uh, grade seven slash eight English teacher was his last name was Doolittle, and he had a PhD and insisted on being called Doctor. <laughs> Are you serious? It is ridiculous. And he like and he his voice sounded like Kermit the Frog and he drove around in a Volkswagen bus. He was a very strange man. He was a cartoon. He was on a lot of very strange man. There's a lot I mean like at some point one would assume. I don't think you can get a Volkswagen bus without that. But he by the <laughs> time he was doing that job, he was very like kind of weirdly uptight. But yeah, I just would never understand how like your names do a little. You're stuck with that. Yeah. Yeah. You're stuck with that. Now, you get a PhD, so you know what you've done. <laughs> but then you end up teaching part-time in a high school. Why, why don't you just at least go with Mr. Doolittle? Why, why insist? Mr. Yeah. No, no, no. It's <laughs> I'm doctor. A doctor. It's actually it. Dr. Doolittle. And like, no, he would never laugh about it. There's no joke or anything. She's like, no, Dr. Doolittle, please. It's the weirdest thing. Huh. The weirdest thing. Kind of the best thing I've ever heard. It was very, but he was a strange man. He was yeah. a very strange man. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Sony announced that uh, their Venom spinoff picture will be coming out in October 2018. Now, so that doesn't need to exist. How does one make a Venom movie without Spider-Man? Well, see, that's what they've said, but I'm unconvinced that it will be disconnected from the Spider-Man universe. Like, yes, Sony could, because they own the rights to all those characters, make their own Venom movie, but I find it hard to believe they're going to make a Venom well, movie without Spider-Man. Okay. My question is, does Sony have any other Marvel characters they can use? Everything in the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, everyone, yeah, all the Spider-Man characters. So it's characters. just Spider-Man that they can't well, use? Well, I mean, no, no, they can they use They can use Spider-Man. Spider-Man if they want to. Yeah. They own that. They just haven't officially said that it'll be a Spider-Man okay, movie. Okay, so they they still own the rights to Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. But Disney's making a Spider-Man movie. No, no. No, Sony's making that through Marvel Studios. Yes. Any Disney's Spider-Man not- movie, and, and that Spider-Man's part of the Marvel uni- Cinematic Universe. So could they use that Spider-Man yes. in this yeah. theoretical? Yeah, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Sony, does not, Sony is licensing. Basically, it's licensing out the ability to make that movie to Marvel in return for some rights to like merchandising and things. Is it merchandise rights? Uh, no, no, no. It's they're splitting the cost. Okay, and it, no, it was it was like Disney's initiative because now they can use Spider-Man but in their the, Disney what they, movies. What do they give Sony? Just uh, the half the box office or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Like, they split the cost, split the profits of yeah. Spider-Man movies. Right. And then and then Marvel has the right to use Spider-Man in any of their movies. But Sony still... Presumably the other characters, I don't know. I don't know how specific that goes. Right. But Sony... Well, they had Aunt May, so... Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. So, then they must have access to the other ones. Um, and then uh, Sony can go make whatever other Spider-Man Things movies that they want. That's really yeah. complex. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's a lot of lawyers locked up. Totally. Well, they're yeah. also apparently developing a Black Cat movie. Well, that'd be cool. That's great. Yeah, I'd I just, like to see Moon Knight. It just feels like it's watering things down like way too much. Yeah, because how, how do those all connect? Because if he's not part of the, the universe, if you do something really catastrophic in those movies, yeah. 
how does that harken back? Well, I think that's why the rumor is that the Venom movie won't be connected to Spider-Man. Just because Marvel's like, you know, don't don't do that. Well, yeah, just because that it's one less person in the room yeah. that they have to talk to. But who knows? It's getting really convoluted really quickly. Yeah. It would make more sense to just make that movie through Disney. But then again... But then they get Marvel Studios has to want to do that. They might yeah. be like, no, dog, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. I can't see Marvel Studios not wanting to capitalize on the most popular Spider-Man villain. <sighs> but Venom has never been done well. Even yeah, that's why even the comics it isn't really that. done well. Yeah, yeah it's but that popular, but he's not still good. Popular. That yeah. doesn't matter though. He's still so popular. is Carnage. I don't yeah. want to see a Carnage, Carnage movie. Carnage is not nearly as popular as Venom. And I, I trust me, I'm the biggest Carnage fan. I'd love fight. to see a Carnage movie. I would love to see a Carnage. It would never. It would be a slasher uh, movie. It'd be a horror movie. Yeah. Um, he's terrifying. But yeah. that's the other thing too is I think for a Venom movie you need to have a, a very. I don't want to say like an R rating, but it's going to have to be more intense, and I don't know if Marvel would be ready for that. No, no, they wouldn't be. That's well, why Sony's. Disney. That's why Sony's mm. doing it. Mm. Totally. That theoretically, I was saying it would make more sense if they went through Disney, but that's yeah, that's why they're not going to do it. Yeah. That, was, that was the whole roundabout way. I mean, mm-hmm. to be fair, well, I mean, Marvel Studios did do the um, Daredevil movie, the Daredevil TV show, and uh, Luke Cage. And, yep. Yeah, uh, but the Netflix world's completely different. It's the same universe, but it's uh, Marvel Studios does it. Yeah. yeah, no, they do, but I feel like when it comes to as long as as long as Disney doesn't have its name to it, Disney doesn't care what you do. Yeah, and Disney has other yeah. companies that they put on there. Like Touchstone, in front of, Touchstone yeah, exists Touchstone. for the purpose of making movies that are R rated. Yeah, 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 totally. That was yeah. the entire yeah. point. Touchstone existed. No, totally. Yeah. I'm not saying that it wouldn't happen. Mm. I'm just saying that like it makes the the Netflix world has clearly been like Marvel's shown that like they're they're willing to get to a more dark point in Netflix. But not so much with the bright, flashy. Mm. I mean, so far now that Logan universe. and Deadpool are making so much money, they might be like, yeah, you maybe can have an R-rated movie. Yeah, totally. Cool. That's not impossible. I mean, they should. They should. They should do a Daredevil: Born Again R-rated movie. It would be amazing. That would be awesome. Yeah. Or even just like, I'd like to see an Iron Man movie where, like, you actually see him dealing with his like personal demons. Mm. He's like a crippling alcoholic. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I think that's what Iron Man Two is initially supposed to be. But Robert Downey Jr. just has no interest in doing that with uh, Iron Man. Like because, a dark. Yeah, just because, you know. Yeah, he he went to that place in person. Well, he yeah, and that's it. like, and then like every time he goes around being interviewed, like to promote it, everyone's gonna want to talk about yeah. his past. And I don't blame you know, him. it's a whole. I, I honestly don't. I honestly don't blame him one bit. Like I, he I, went through yeah. that and got out of it. That's fine. Well, totally. And also, like I agree with you, it would make for a compelling Iron Man movie. Yeah. But like, like is it worth? him having to you know talk about all that shit no all over i mean he again, he, just, uh, he got out from that he like came <clears> from behind that and mm. i think he wants to put it behind him and i'm that's fair yeah honestly hearing the things he went through i think that's a good idea yeah, yeah definitely no, totally definitely I, I heard like a story where he like accidentally broke into a house whilst in a drunken stupor <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like yeah. fell asleep in a kid's bed yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah there are a lot of horrible th- yeah a lot of rough stuff he was in prison. Yeah. All sorts yeah. of stuff, yeah. He did a lot of drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying so. to think now, though, if there's any, if there's anyone on the, like, MCU roster that could benefit from an R-rated movie. Yeah. I mean, Captain America. No, I mean, Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, Punisher. Daredevil. All yeah, the Punisher, you yeah. cannot, Punisher cannot be not R-rated. Yeah, can totally. they do a Punisher movie that will be, like, great? Yeah. You think but so? I don't see why not. I mean, they could. They just don't. Because it just yeah. it hasn't happened yet. And yeah. There's been a few of them. I think it just hasn't happened. And I think the main reason was just the R rating thing. I mean, Punisher Warzone was close. That's really yeah. good. Um, it's just nonsense. Yeah. Complete and utter nonsense. But the joyous nonsense. Is that Lionsgate <laughs> did that? Yeah. 
Yeah, but it, that was Marvel Studios. Was as it well. actually Marvel Studios? Yeah, it was before they were bought by Disney. Because uh, then that was, so it was when they were an independent filmed entity. in completely in Montreal. Was on yeah, it. totally. So like that was under the label Marvel Knights. So they had right. when they started the Marvel Studios, they were hoping to have a dark R-rated division right. and their own, and then that one tanked so badly that they just focused entirely on yeah. the MCU. Yeah. So um, yeah, like I think specifically, yeah, Daredevil and Punisher. Um, I would love to, especially since like they have established casts and world that are yeah. compelling from Netflix. I would love sure. to see them try to do that as a feature. Whether or not they ever will, that's another question entirely. But it's not impossible. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Me, 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 me. Fair enough. All right. Next one. Um, doo, 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 doo. Um, Ridley Scott. He's talking about aliens again, and he said, claims that the next alien movie he wants to make will take place between Prometheus and Alien Covenant. So I guess that trilogy that he wanted to make, he decided to jump straight to the end because that's the one that has aliens in it. <laughs> so he's hoping to go back and make a movie that takes place in between following this one. I don't care. I, like, at this point, like, I think Alien Covenant looks good. Yeah. I'm excited to watch it. I hope it doesn't do well simply because I don't want Ridley Scott to make a freaking Prometheus slash Alien movie every single year. I really don't either. I really don't. And I, that seems I to still be want plan. the other one, um, the Blomkamp. Yeah, Blomkamp. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem is that it's like... You can only have one. Well, yeah, exactly. And it seems like like uh, it, for a while it was like, okay, well, we'll let Ridley Scott do his one and then I'll come yeah. in and get to do it. Now it looks like Ridley Scott's just not going to stop like, making I'm, I'm Alien movies ever. You, you know, Avatar, <laughs> I'm going to do that for yeah, Aliens. Exactly. Never oh. leaving. It's so, mine now. So frustrating. Because this looks fun and I can't wait, but I would I, love to see a big goofy Soon, right? cartoon R rated action movie romp version of it. Um I think it may be June or July, but oh, I could look. be mistaken about okay. that. I think it's like midsummer. But yeah, okay. again, I'm not don't quote me on that. I don't uh. know. It might be May too. Who knows? But anyway, I'm like I'm into it. I can't yeah. wait, but this guy needs to calm down a little bit. Yep. All right. And speaking of people, that, that, sorry to interrupt. I didn't yeah. know that they were uh, that Neil Blomkamp was going to make an alien movie. Oh yeah, yeah. He was going to make a se- he was going to be direct sequel to Aliens with Newt and Hicks. And, oh really? Yeah. And they released all sorts of com- oh, concept man. art for it. That it looked fantastic. Awesome. Hicks is not going to be in it. Oh no, he was going to be in it. I mean, he's not now. I oh, did. you're thinking of Hudson? Oh, it's Hudson. Yeah, Hicks okay. is Michael Bean. Okay, we're yeah, fine. I know what you were saying though. Okay. Good job. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, no. They all blend together. They're all just like faceless Marines, to be honest. Totally. Well, they're all. Those Michael Bean and Bill Paxton specifically were just interchangeable in all yeah. James Cameron movies for a decade. <laughs> there. Um, I just picked up the Blancamp uh, Blu-ray triple pack with District oh, Nine, yeah? Chappie, and Elysium. Oh, that's fun! And like in the book and everything. I don't care what you say. District Nine's amazing. I haven't seen Chappie. District Nine's awesome. Really, I really liked Elysium. I adore well. District Nine. I like the other two, but they're yeah. nowhere near as good. I yeah. hate, actively hate Chappie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Don't, it looks like Johnny Five. Yeah. I don't like. <laughs> It is. Um, Deantward. Deantward as actors. They are yeah. really bad actors. Yeah. And. Uh, yes. No, just watch it. Just, I don't just think, watch it. I don't think they're bad actors in that they aren't Deantward. Yeah. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. So that's pretty good acting. That's true. <laughs> They've managed to dupe the world for what, like eight years <laughs> <Yeah>. now? <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's not who they are. They're no, like, not at all. A normal dude and. Yeah. And his and his wife and his wife yeah. they have a child. Yeah. Um. But in fact, I yeah I um I actually really love uh, Max Normal, the band that he had right before yeah. Deantward. That was like it was like nerd rap. He was writing yeah. about how like he was getting old and no one was listening to him. He didn't know what to do. <laughs> and he even like in one song was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just uh, start tattooing myself and try to get in on the rave scene. Yeah. And then he did. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. No, I love it. It's so like that's the only reason why I still kind of like the Antwerp a little bit is because like it's all in character 
and yeah. at some point and they never break character totally not and at some point but at some point like the antwoord will be done yeah and then they'll come out again as something new yeah and that's gonna and that's when people are gonna be like what <laughs> and that's gonna be fun um <laughs> especially because i wouldn't even be surprised if those tattoos aren't real especially the face ones I would, I would, yeah, because they were there suddenly. He didn't have any when he was Max Normal, and then all of a sudden he was covered and in his character. So I wouldn't even be surprised if that's a whole thing. I, it takes some. uh, Is there's an Andy? There's a level of Andy Kaufman going on there that I really enjoy. So anyway, um, and yeah, and then finally, as kind of a transitional thing, um, I just the the good good news, people, um, the producers of the yeah, there you go, and it's really good too. Uh, the, the people uh, oh, wow. behind uh, um, <clears throat> Power Rangers movie have plotted a six-movie story arc. I'm so they have five sequels. Planned. Can I just flip this table right now? Just flip <laughs> and it. And we can look forward to mo- five more of these Power Rangers movies. It's going to be I don't. Great. I don't want that. No. I, I don't want that at all. <laughs> In fact, guys, that's the opposite of what I want. <laughs> if you guys want to hear what Phil thought about this new Power Rangers movie. Stay tuned after our new Comic Bento ad, and we will be back to discuss. Man, I wish I could get new comics every month, but I'm broke and oddly always $5 short. Lame. Wait, five bucks short, you say? Well, I've got something special for you. What the hell was that? It's me, the discount ghost of Coupons Past. Are you scared? What the f- Use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, to get $5 off your next Comic Bento subscription. So wait, if I use the code CGMEG all in caps, all one word, I get $5 off my next Comic Bento? Yes, use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, and get $5 off your next Comic Bento. A whole $5, eh? Now that's scary. And we are back. Did you like that new commercial? It was just epic. I'm, th- I'm glad. It actually debuted last week, didn't it? No. No? Okay, so it's it's in this week's. Yep. There you go. That's some new content yeah, for you. Spe- I'm sure people come just to listen to that. They come and say, you know something? I was going to listen to a podcast, but screw it. Mm. I mean, want to listen to this one. <laughs> to this new be, commercial. To be fair, we have been teasing this. For what feels like five months now, so yeah, it sure feels like it's five months. Now. It's five months. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, I think you're actually accurate in that yeah, time frame. It's been a long time, and yeah, longer. probably probably longer than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean things happen, uh, but it's here now, mm-hmm. so no one can complain anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, not that you should complain. That was an awesome commercial that was stemmed from me, mm-hmm. and then playing off of Jordan and friend of the podcast uh, Shaquille Lambert. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, Phil. Yes. Before we left off, yes. I, I gave gave what everyone in the biz calls a teaser you for did. what we're gonna do next. Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about? You want to talk about it, yes. or do you want to talk about another movie? No, 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 no. We'll get to the uh, other stuff. The, okay. Now, it's been a long time coming. Cody. <laughs> I'm excited. Mocking you about the Power Rangers <laughs> movie for a very long time, and I finally saw it. I went with ex- an extreme stench, a sense of existential dread. Yes. Because I did like um, when the when Power Rangers debuted was right. You know, I think it was in like grade two or three. Okay, so it was like right in the sweet spot. I couldn't have been more thrilled about it. 
and you were I, their key demo. Oh, I loved it. I had I had a Megazord and a Dragon Sword. They were amongst my most prized possessions. Well, I have them too. And um, I was obsessed with it. And then I distinctly remember the feeling of them. It was a, a very big moment in my life where I distinctly remember the second season starting with them destroying the Zords and bringing in new inferior Zords. And I remember as a kid being like, "They're just doing this for more toys. This is ridiculous. They don't, they don't care about the about me or the or the Power Rangers mythology." And it was really, it was a dark day. Was that when uh, the Green Ranger turned into the White Ranger? It was around that time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was around that time. It yeah. all happened in that movie. Mm-hmm. No, it was before the movie. But I didn't. He, I think, was it the movie where he turned into the White Ranger? Yeah, yeah. And then they all got like those weird like animal Zords, and they yeah. weren't dinos anymore. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I guess it was around that time. Anyway, um, it was a heartbreaking day, and <laughs> I well, I still have nostalgia for the like design of the Megazord, and. Um, I find the original Power Rangers series unintentionally hysterical. Um, I am even harsher on Power Rangers than I am on Ninja Turtles. Oh, wow. Um, as you as should be. Person. Yeah. Um, I, like, I do find it very amusing as a pop culture artifact of this, like, you know, this company that bought a, uh, <clears throat> you know, footage from a Japanese action series and then turned it into a, like, Burger King Kids Club. Uh, <laughs> so what was the original drama? series? Was just a bunch of robots and things fighting? I, yeah, you would probably know more than me. Was it teenagers? I don't remember. Yeah, I honestly, I, I like I, I knew about Power Rangers. I didn't know about any of the mythos behind it or yeah, like yeah, how yeah. it all got together. But yeah, I, I don't know. I like I have seen clips of it, but it was all just like the fights. It wasn't anything. I wouldn't be surprised if it like was just because a lot of those like old, Ultraman and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, a lot of those movies were or shows were just. It wasn't like the the teen drama or anything like that. It was just like superheroes fighting. Yeah. I was I was always a fan of the Dragon Zord though. Yeah, he had, yeah, yeah. He had missile fingers, that and that's great. just cool. Yeah, it was like Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, uh, this new Power Rangers movie has come out. It's gonna be hip. It's gonna be dark. It's gonna, it's gonna be Brian Cranston. Yeah, it's Brian Cranston, isn't it? And I David was Hater. angry about it from the moment it was announced, as you should be. And I like really was like angry when I walked into the theater. And I have to admit, <laughs> while I wouldn't say it's a, a great or even a good film it was far better than i anticipated i'll, I'll um, take that as an apology that it was somewhat watchable mm, you can take it however you want <laughs> um but anyway so this new take on it as uh the director uh dean israelite who made uh project almanac which actually wasn't bad it was kind of it was like, okay yeah it was like a uh knockoff of uh it's a chronicle knockoff with like amblin influences it was interesting yeah it was it was okay um he announced this is going to be a dark and gritty not your power rangers kind of movie and while there is an extent to that it is also playful in ways i appreciated basically um the setup is the breakfast club Uh uh the five teens are all pretty much the exact same characters from the breakfast club three of them meet in a weekend detention <laughs> um they are all outsiders even the jock who was once the quarterback he's in fact a tortured outsider because oh, we all are really at the end of the day and Clearly. um uh, billy the nerd he is now borderline autistic and through reasons too convoluted to explain they all end up at this mine um <laughs> and teenagers yeah, where, they meet, where they meet two more teens uh two more wayward teens were they just chilling out of this mine they're just hanging out they're everything probably worked do out really drugs well. and then they found uh these five color-coded crystals and each one took one of the five color-coded crystals and they woke up the next day and they had superpowers 
And then they went back and they found there was a spaceship under the earth with a wacky robot in it and a talking wall played by Brian Cranston. <laughs> and the talking wall explained to them that they're all Power Rangers and that uh, the stones chose them uh, because they are noble spirits. And they specifically chose Jason the Red Ranger to be the leader because he is the leader. <laughs> and that they're now caught up in an ancient battle that Brian Cranston was once a Power Ranger, but he is now... A wall. A wall. (laughs) (laughs) And that there's an evil witch queen who was also formerly a Power Ranger, played by Elizabeth Banks. And there are crystals uh, under a mysterious location in the town. And she needs them to take over the world. And in 11 days, they're going to fight her. So that's the setup. (laughs) And then from there, they all bond and train and become Power Rangers. And they honestly don't even end up in their costumes until the last, like, half hour. It's pretty well all, like, training and brooding and uh, Rita going around uh, causing, you know, blowing up buildings and killing people, even though, weirdly, the Power Rangers seem unaware that in their small, tiny town, someone's blowing up buildings and killing people. (laughs) They don't seem to never talk about it. They're all just like, oh, uh, Rita, we may see her someday. (laughs) Um, And Who's this Rita? Yeah. That being said, Dean Israelite um, is um, a fairly talented, like, spectacle director. Mm. He, play, he, he did some really interesting sequences, and the movie has a nice balance of being uh, of a certain level of sincerity, and also it is, like, well aware of how ridiculous it is. Okay. We're happy to make fun of itself, which, which goes a long, long way. And I, the main reason I was so positive about it is I do think that this is probably the best Power Rangers, like, uh, product. Thing. That yep. exists, non-video game product that exists. Um, and it's not like a high compliment, <laughs> no. But just by virtue of the fact that these teenagers look like they're in their mid twenties as opposed to their early thirties, <laughs> <laughs> that's a big step forward. They are all two-dimensional characters as opposed to one-dimensional, which is a huge plus. Step in the right direction. Um, there are, yeah. There's some, some like, you know. While well, the original Power Rangers did try to have a diverse cast, the fact that the Black and Yellow Ranger were cast racially kind of <laughs> completely diluted that. This one, they do, you know, uh, they, they do diversify the cast in ways that are sort of unsta- understated, which I really appreciated. It was just kind of nice to have that tossed away. Um, the, uh, yeah, the Bill Hader and Elizabeth, the, the, like all the kids that play the Power Rangers were way better than they had to be, um, which goes a long way. The uh, the Bill Hader as Alpha Five and uh, Brian Cranston as uh, God, I'm blanking on the name now. Big Wall. What's it called? Yeah. Zor- Zordon? Zordon. Zordon. And Elizabeth Banks as Rita Repulsa. They all are having much more fun. They're very much aware of how absurd it is what they're doing. And particularly Elizabeth Banks is a, gives is the best part of the movie. She's like really vamping and silly She's and ridiculous. She's ha- hamming it up. Totally, okay. and that's great. Now. So I kind of enjoy all that, and then, oddly enough, it's when they become Power Rangers that the the whole thing kind of starts to fall apart. Like, they, like there were really clever ways they sort of recreate the kind of haphazard, crappily produced mm-hmm. 90s version. Like, like, for example, in the Power Rangers, all the fights were done in just, like, rock yards um, because it was cheaper. Yeah. Um, versus here, they actually, because it's in an abandoned mine, they've actually found a way to justify the fact <laughs> that the big fights are going to take place in rock yards. <laughs> So then things like that where I'm well that is kind of clever I got to admit. Now um, when they become Power Rangers, the like the suit and Zora designs are so like generically chrome 
and just designed to look like they just look like rejects from the design team for Michael Bay's Transformer movies, which aren't great designs. They as do is. look pretty boring. Yeah, and that was kind of disappointing. Now the action is better than the Power Rangers movies in that it you can't see the felt glove coming out of the plastic costume. It goes a long way. Um, but yeah, it kind of fell apart towards there for me. There's also like like one of the most egregious product placements I've ever seen in a movie. Okay, what now product? Kind of well. I mentioned there are the crystals that are hidden in town. Yeah. Turns out they're under the local Krispy Kreme. Okay. Oh so, like, there's a lot of, like, we got to protect the Krispy Kreme, get over to the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> and, like, there's an extent to which, like, that's a joke. And they're like, guys, we know it's ridiculous that this movie is all based at a battle of the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> but we're, we're doing As this all future anyway. wars will be. Yeah, but we're doing this anyway. So it's a weird combination of it is both the exact movie I feared it would be, but also a movie made by people smart enough to know that that is horrible yeah. and that we can play with this <clears throat> and try to do the best version of this we possibly can. So now, let me ask you, do you foresee this series going the same direction as the Transformers films where they just get steadily worse as they go forward? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Because, I mean, like, in the, in, in the big battle in this movie, like, you see how small the town is. There's no way there's any of the town left. <laughs> any of them. But, and, but yet they continue to live there and will continue to defend the planet at this small town that presumably will get rebuilt. Um, and if they acknowledge that and it becomes sillier, I'm all for it. Otherwise, like the Transformers movies, yeah, like this is going to get more and more irritating. The first Transformers movie is actually a really good guidepost for this. Whereas like the first Transformers movie, there was kind of, it was done kind of lightheartedly. There yeah. was a certain tongue in cheek element to it that was kind of fun. Did the, the concept of doing, a boy and his dog with Optimus Prime yeah. is amusing, much like the concept of doing Power Rangers as a remake of Breakfast Club. Yeah. Is kind of a fun pop culture game. That's gonna get real tired real quickly. Yeah. And um yeah, like it really dismays me to know that they have no less than five sequels planned already. That's, that's a lot. That's, that's bad. way more than they need. That's really bad. But I do feel like, you know, if you're someone that has enough nineties nostalgia that you're desperate for a yeah. Power Rangers movie, this is gonna scratch your itch, you're gonna get everything you want. They even play the theme song. Of course they do. There are cameos. There's everything you can want. Out Is there of a JDF cameo? I wouldn't give away something like that. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, but but uh, yes, as a matter of fact, there is. Good. But um, <laughs> yeah, and the, the audience that I saw it with um, were clearly Power Rangers fans, and people were applauding and cheering. So this wasn't a press training. Uh, it was no, it was a preview one on Wednesday. So um, so like I can I definitely see it works for the power of Power Rangers base. My only question is just like how big a base there actually is for I this, and how many people actually big. care, and will current um, children give a crap? You'd be surprised. Yeah. Uh, speaking as someone who worked at a, I can say it now because I'm mm. not under contract. That's with, right. I worked at a Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah. And um, they just seeing the, the specifically the old. Power Rangers stuff yeah. uh, because there was they, they do a lot of their legacy brand yeah, yeah. Um, th- a lot of people were buying those yeah. and a lot of kids because Power Rangers still going yeah, yeah. Uh, kids are still buying new Power Rangers figures they are okay. uh, yeah um, so it is it is one of those things that it's never really died in popularity okay. it's, it's obviously not as popular totally as it once was but yeah. It's definitely it hasn't gone away completely. Okay, well it might do really well then. Um, now we got to wait for the Beetleborgs movie to capitalize yeah, on that no, that Power right. Rangers hype. God willing. <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't know what that is. You don't know what Beetleborgs is? I don't, think, I don't think I need to. It was essentially uh, capitalizing on that whole like Power Rangers craze. Hmm. It was a North American type Power Rangers things, except instead of 
being like whatever the Power Rangers are, they were similar but with more armor mm-hmm. and also beetles. Yeah. So they're stupid. like robo beetles and they drove robo beetle robots mm-hmm. and they're called the Beetleborgs. And uh, yeah, so pretty exciting. It's stupid. It's good exciting. stuff. So anyway, <laughs> with a deep cut there. Cody. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> final final verdict on the Power Rangers. Much better than expected. I think better than the Ninja yeah. Turtles updates that really irritated me. They're not making any more of those, are they? No, I think we're mercifully done. Okay. Like Ninja um, Turtles. Yeah. The second um, one didn't do very well, did it? No, not really. I mean, well, it did well overseas, but it did not do well in North America. So I, yeah, I'm. So, yeah, I'm cautiously in the positive side of this, even though I know I'm going to really regret it mm. just as well, and i got to watch four to five more right. oh. of these stupid, stupid things. Fair I'm enough. not going to ask you to spoil it, but if there is an after-credits uh, oh, Lord I didn't Zed. Oh, okay. I, got I got out of there. Yeah, it was one of the screens where they took away your cell phone. Oh, really? So I did not want to wait in a line with 500 other people to get my phone. <laughs> I'm like, th- to be clear, there's no doubt in my mind there's a post-credit scene with Lord Zed. Of course there is. There has to be. And I ha- and I have to admit, I was like, I kind of want to see what they do. Is it going to be like a red hand stomping or something? But I just, I couldn't. I wanted to get my phone. That's fair. I wanted to get the hell out of there. That's the fair. movie's over two hours long. That's wow. way like, too That's a barely, long time. Like, two, for... Barely, like four minutes over. But that's still, it should have been 80 minutes yeah. at most. 90. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, the headline I gave you a review was um, surprisingly okay. Yeah, that's how I feel about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, surprisingly okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, and then uh, another review that I was supposed to be um, uh, coming to Shudder this week is a movie called Prevenge, which I first saw at TIFF last fall. Um, and I really, really like quite a bit. Um, so it stars, it's written, directed by, and stars Alice Lowe, who was in uh, Sightseers. Did either of you see Sightseers? No, British no. morbid comedy about a sad couple who go on a sad caravan and holiday and end up turning it into a killing spree. Um, it was great. And, um, and she was also in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Which I don't know if you guys know Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. No, it's fantastic. You guys would love it. But anyway, uh, yeah. So this is she plays a woman who is seven months pregnant and whose infant has started talking to her and demanding that she murder people for the baby. As you do, and yeah, of course. And it gets a little more specific from there, but that's the basic setup. Um, I found it really, really clever. I think Alslo has a really interesting tone that's sort of halfway between very dry, very awkward behavioral British comedy and also like really disturbing upsetting horror films um it's a really interesting psychological profile it's a really fun like sort of horror metaphor for pregnancy of it sort of taking over your body and controlling you um the uh the music and atmosphere are fantastic alice Lowe was actually pregnant while making it which is crazy crazy, and also will make this such a bizarrely hilarious home video to watch with her child um (laughs) in many years down the road from now um and i yeah it gets it is kind of episodic in nature by virtue of the fact that it's, you know, her going through slowly killing people and finding out what it is. And when you eventually find out the origin behind it all, I did find it intriguing, but not necessarily the most satisfying part of the movie. It was more interesting when she was just walking around talking to her baby, killing people. But it has a really nice, morbid wit to it. It has a really kind of intriguingly disturbing, like, style and look to it. She's clearly a big horror movie fan. It's filled with references to various nice. uh, things from the past. And, uh, yeah, if you like dark comedies that stretch into horror movies, I can't recommend it enough. It is a really twisted, nasty, funny little movie. Awesome. And she's 
great. She's a great actress, writer, and directress. And directress? Directress. I think you can say hmm. director. Interesting. You can just say director. Don't know where that came from. Never <laughs> said that before. Never heard it before. Um, but yeah, <laughs> writer, writer, <laughs> actress, director. Uh, she's um, she's really, really interesting because I love Sightseers as well, which is also co-written. Yeah. And uh, this um, was a natural extension of that. Not as good as that, but that one was also directed by Ben Wheatley, who's a great filmmaker. Mm. This was her first film, and she proved to be quite good and I'm very intrigued to see what she does next awesome. and if you have Shudder I can't recommend it enough how, it is a wild ride how awkward would it be though if you know she gives birth she has the baby mm-hmm. baby grows up turns out to be a serial killer oh god that'd be rough <laughs> well would I you mean, be able to still watch Shudder fortunately I, we got about at least 15 years that's true before so enjoy while you can horrible thing so yeah enjoy while you can everyone got a little that's... while we can still enjoy <laughs> it but it's a good point you gotta keep tabs on that yeah um, and then the last thing I wanted to just very briefly talk about was actually a Blu-ray release. Okay. Uh, this week, uh, RoboCop 2 and 3 came out through Shout Factory. Nice. Who, um, their uh, Shout Factory has become kind of like Criterion, but for genre movies. Okay. They put out weird, obscure things. Um, RoboCop 1 and 2 is not that obscure. No, 2 and 3. Oh, wow, that is not obscure. Not the first one. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> RoboCop 2 is really good, Yeah, though. that's what I was going to say. So I watched both of them again for the first time in a long time. And RoboCop 2, I think, is actually really quite good. Yeah. I mean, it's very that's underrated. That's not Verhoeven, though, is it? No, it's not. It's, it's the one with um, the cocaine kid. Yeah, yeah. It was written by Frank Miller. Mm. Um, during his, like, peak, it would have been, like, in bet- he would have, like, right after Dark Knight Returns. Oh, wow. And, uh, in year one, uh, before Sin City, um, and uh, directed by Irvin Kirshner, okay, uh, who did Empire Strikes Back, um, and uh, it's it was a very rushed production, which mm. is why Verhoeven and Ed Neumeyer, who wrote a RoboCop, and who the two of them yeah. later on went on to do Starship Troopers, they didn't return because it was too great to meet a wild deadline. Um, and Frank Miller has uh, always kind of disowned it and said that he. Uh, you know, felt under pre- under incredible time pressure. No, 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 which I find odd because honestly, like, it, especially now, it like could not be more obviously a Frank Miller movie. Right. Like, it's very clearly his voice. He does. They do a really good job of recapturing the like satirical ads mm. and ultra crazy violence of the first one. The only problem is, if anything, is just too many ideas and they don't quite co- coalesce. But it is like so weird and dark and nasty yeah. and violent and like and like they had a bigger budget so the effects are incredible uh, uh, the bit final fight in particular is all a stop motion battle between uh, Robocop and, and his successor called Robocop 2 okay. that's one of the sort of fun clever things going on and uh, it's incredible it's definitely like the peak of Phil Tippett's like stop motion effects because you know the jerkiness that is a problem with go motion is not a problem when you're doing robots that are jerky naturally anyway so it's incredible and yeah it had that weird cocaine kid yeah yeah who's like a eight, eight like a 12 year old like drug dealer yeah drug lord yeah drug lord warrior and tom noonan and yeah and i just i think it holds up really really well i think you know robocop two and three have been like not been sort of you know Everything related to RoboCop of the first one is kind of viewed as garbage yeah. at this point. Yeah. But I think well, RoboCop 2 gets a bad rap. It's hard because ro- the original RoboCop is such a... You could say it's one of the best like dystopian future sci-fi. Oh, it's a masterpiece. Sci-fi. Yeah, for sure. And, and anything that comes after it's not going to hold up. Oh, totally. I think part of it is as well, like, RoboCop... It's easy to forget now, but RoboCop was a wild pop culture phenomenon. Yeah. For like a, 
five to ten year period and uh the original movie and it was always considered trashy and for children because like my initial introduction to robocop was actually robocop 3 which i'll get to in a second okay and the children's cartoon series which was on for so a that's while that's what i remember yeah yeah the animated series and then there was also a live action series and a bunch of tv movies and so i think like at the peak of robocop's popularity was just considered a trashy thing for children and then somewhere about like five to ten years ago everyone kind of realized robocop was a masterpiece and it started being taken very seriously and considered uh, a classic and that's when everything else got dismissed mm. i think robocop 2 actually holds up really well and should be remembered now robocop 3 is a different story now once again robocop 3 was actually better than i remembered however it is clearly very cheap it is clearly very rushed and is a bit of a mess um and but what i loved about it specifically for the blu-ray was uh because shout factory is an independent company and they aren't beholden to like the studio having to protect their interests and so forth um they make special features that are so honest where people will just talk about everything that went wrong and all the fights they had and everything and that's really cool robocop 3 was by fred decker who did uh, night of the creeps and monster squad and he, then he did robocop 3 and that basically killed his career and hasn't done anything since he's currently writing the new predator movie with shane black because they were buddies okay. they wrote monster squad together and stuff years ago so um well, watching RoboCop 3 again, I, I just remember it being better than I thought of it, but still a mess. I think it's the best of the, like, RoboCop for children, uh, of which there are, like, 12 hours worth <laughs> of, like, TV, you know, mm. probably, like, 48 hours worth of, like, TV shows and TV movies thing. They're all rough. And I think it's probably the best version of that, but it's still, like, and there are some stabs of, like, satire and commentary, but not as much. But what was the best part about the Discord was um, Fred Decker was, like, practically apologetic he was like you know a lot of people say that like all this stuff was forced on me and it's true it had to be pg-13 but i take blame for everything and i just really screwed this up and it's really interesting just to hear someone like you know all these years 20 years later look back on a movie that like essentially destroyed his career yeah and be really open and honest and sad about it and i'm a big fan of him in general because monster squad's a great flick um night of the creeps as well so it was really quite fascinating and robocop 2 was loaded with stuff as well um and uh, though not Frank Miller, he refused to talk about it. Which I think it's not because I think it actually holds up quite well. The weaknesses Strange. of it, of it being like you know, too many ideas, too unfocused, not quite as funny as it thinks it is, are kind of weaknesses that are even Frank Miller's best comic book stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I think my guess would be it was just at the time he was so revered. Because, like, this was before Sin City had even come out. So it's just basically all his best work he'd done. Right, right. And then RoboCop came out and was overly hated. I think he just instantly dismissed it. But now I think it holds up quite well. And it's actually, like, a fun text within that. And Irving Kirshner directed the hell out of it. And there's some amazing stuff in there. So anyway, I just wanted to mention both of those. Um, And I think, like, RoboCop 2... And, and both of them look gorgeous. RoboCop 2 especially um, look Robocop amazing. Two. That was so, actually my first RoboCop movie. Really? Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> Mine was three. And oh, then I didn't watch uh, the others for a while. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Um, and anyway, uh, so yeah, I, I, I recommend both RoboCop 2 because it actually, if you're a fan of RoboCop, I think holds up really well and deserves more respect. And then RoboCop 3 is a mess. But as I said, <laughs> the watching Fred Decker... Um, like essentially apologize for this movie that destroyed yeah. his career was <laughs> fascinating. Just a fascinating bit of human nature. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention both of those because it seemed like the exact sort of thing awesome. our readership would be into. That's yeah. Cool. That's a uh, man. 
Now I gotta go back and watch. I got the uh, not that long ago. I actually picked up Robocop, like the original Robocop on like the Steelcase DVD. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna pick up. I was gonna pick it up on Blu-ray as well, but I thought yeah. it was it's just short turnaround from when I got the DVD. Yeah, but. totally. It's worth it though. It looks really pretty. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I will. Yeah, I have. You could also just put the Blu-ray inside the Steelcase. Yeah, that's what I do. That's you know what? I never thought of that. I could have done that. I you was bought actually, a cheap ass Blu-ray. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Okay, I, I said this story off camera. I went to HMV, which yeah, is yeah. I don't know if that's in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, it? It's not. No, yeah. okay, so it's like a record. Might, it's a media store. It's like the Virgin yeah. Mega Store, but yeah. yeah. So it, yeah. I, I, it's closing, and it's be, uh, some of them are being bought by another similar store, but some of them aren't. Anyway, it's closing down, and everything's on like super sale. And I actually had RoboCop in my hands. Mm-hmm. That was one of the movies I had, and I was like, ah, I got the DVD like three years ago. I don't yeah. just buy it and then put it in the case. And that's you're done. yeah, that's what I should have done. I didn't. I say literally that. threw out all my DVDs. Just threw them out. Yeah, the floor. I keep my uh, <laughs> ro- I keep my RoboCop Blu-ray in my uh, RoboCop Criterion DVD. Case. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because I'm not willing to let that go because I just love that RoboCop was on the Criterion collection. It's at one still time. in the Criterion collection. Nope. They it's out, it out long out of print. Long out of print. Well, it's just the MGM doesn't want to give up the money that they make off of selling oh. RoboCop discs. Right. Yeah. But um, but yeah, really, well, you threw out all your DVDs, but you keep your Laserdiscs. Yeah, Laserdiscs are cooler. Well, you know that, and he okay, buys them. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna. It, I mean, DVDs are gonna be nostalgic too, right? Nope, no, they'll never be nostalgic. Hundred <laughs> percent, they will. <laughs> just wait. Also, you can just make DVDs. Mm, yeah. That's also, most Blu-rays have the DVD copy in the case. That's true. It's true. Yeah. It's very true. Wow, like, that's the thing. I, I just got the latest version of the, the old one. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, some some of them, if it's something that I think I'll like lend to people, yeah. I'll sometimes keep the DVD just so I can like yeah have lend it for, that to them. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I mean like I'll keep it in the case, and oh, that okay. way I can give it. And like you can actually play this version. Yeah. Um. But and then yeah, some stuff is exclusive, like that Criterion mm. RoboCop. That stuff you can't get. I've got those John Woo Criterion yeah. DVDs that are super. Anyway, this is this is where yeah we're yeah. going on. We're, the, we're, the we're cut, again. Yeah, we're cutting this out. <laughs> anyway, so video games. Yeah, we've been, play been playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is gonna be a longer episode, apparently. Okay, yeah. so yeah, we'll go through it quickly. Because okay, so I played a bit of Mass Effect Andromeda. It's just as bad as everyone says it is. By that meaning, it's, it's okay. But Phil played a game. Uh, I did. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's I hear played, about it. Uh, let's get the exact title right. Mario Sports Superstars. Okay. So it's yeah, 3DS title. Um, basically, you get Mario Tennis, uh, Mario Golf, which are sort of classic Mario Sims and work as well as they always do. Mario Baseball, same deal. Uh, Mario Soccer, again, <laughs> been here, yeah. know exactly what to expect. And then, weirdly enough, Mario Horse Racing, which is the new thing. <laughs> hey, I mean, <laughs> yeah, whatever. the new addition. It was an odd choice. I mean, it is exactly what you expect. It's just like stamina and boost based. But then there's also like... A stable where you can go in and like pet your horse and take it for a walk and get it pretty like saddles weird. and stuff. This so it's really like a weird. Nintendo Dogs thing. It was odd. Uh, the others are basically just um, the like Mario versions of the sports that we've seen before. Um, generally, these are you know not the greatest Mario titles, but the fact that all of them are together on the same disc, I think, actually makes it like if you're desperate for something to play in your 3DS, you could do a lot worse. You know, they're basic Sims. They're not like the soccer and baseball won't live up to MLB The Show or FIFA or whatever, but have them all together, you know. It comes with amiibo cards. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to see like Bowser hit a home run or whatever, this is get ready. Yeah, it's interesting. Make it happen, and then they're all multiplayer, local, online. Blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. it's fine. That's <laughs> all sort. All sorts of fine. It's it's pretty okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I, now that you mentioned, I would love a new Super Mario Strikers. Mm-hmm. 
those games were stupid fun. Mm-hmm. And just to see that, oh, yeah, we'll still make a, as, as Brendan opens the Amiibo package yeah, yeah. in the background, they still have, like, they still make the, the soccer games for it. It's just it's included in, like, a minigame compilation. Yeah, but same with Mario Tennis and Mario Golf. Did like, you those ever, are classics. Yeah. Go back well, they to, still make Mario Tennis games in Mario Golf. It's just yeah, yeah. Strikers for whatever. Did you ever play the old Strikers those made, games? Those made in Vancouver, I believe. Yeah. yeah they're, they're so over-the-top and intense. And I actually, I stand by, I'm not a big soccer fan. Mm. Uh, but if you could throw hammers at people, yeah, I would yeah. be watching every week. Yeah, and people will be dead. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. But yeah, I mean, and, the, that's and these aren't deal. as <laughs> this one isn't as crazy as Mar- as Mario Strikers. Yeah. Uh, but it is. You know, you get it's, the very basics. That's of it. true. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I mean, it's totally fine for what it is. It's just it is what it is. That's fair. Yeah, but if you want to pet a horsey on your 3ds, then there you like, go. Yeah, it's a little Nintendo action there. Only way you can. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, I I played a bit of Mass Effect Andromeda, but not really enough to talk about it. Uh, Chris Carter did a pretty good review. He gave it a seven out of, seven out of ten, seven and a half out of ten, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I could see why he gave it that. It's very unpolished. Um, but I mean, yeah, I've it's also not a, it's, a, it's not a okay. I'm just gonna go on a rant here. Okay. Companies need to stop rushing games out. It, it's. I thought we kind of passed this when the system, the PS4 first launched. This game feels like a game that needed another like three to four months in development, at least. I've seen some weird bugs in this game. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a finished game. No. Nope. Like, it feels like, hey, we need a Mass Effect for the Q4. Put it out. And that's, that's kind of the downside when uh, art becomes business, right? And sometimes it takes longer. But I mean, I, I just, it's not a bad game. It's just it's just not a good. It's game. not a game that lives up to the reputation that Mass Effect has created for itself. Because that was a definitive series last generation. I would say Mass Effect, Bioshock. And that's it. Those are the two. Uncharted. <laughs> uh, yeah, Uncharted. Uh, I, I think the biggest problem I have with the series this Dead game, Space bef- minus yeah. three. I didn't hate three. It was fine. Um, the biggest problem I have with the new Mass Effect is it feels very, hey, people like these checkboxes, find a way to put this stuff in the game. Yeah. People like exploring a universe, put this many planets in the game. People like vehicles. It just seems like it's a paint-by-numbers version of a game with none of the heart the original series had. I heard it was – now, I could just I – I might have misread what uh, Chris wrote, uh, but I think he mentioned that it might have been their B team. Well, it's their Montreal team, I believe, that worked on it. So their B team, yeah. So, I mean – Don't quote me on that, but I believe that's correct. Uh, that's It's sad because uh, Mass Effect deserves better. And this is coming from someone who's not even a Mass Effect fan. I, I, I haven't think even played them. I, I just, think any series that is beloved by fans deserve better. I personally don't think Mass Effect was the game-changing thing that changed all the universe of RPGs. Yeah. That being said, I think there's enough fan base that it, it, the developers or EA owe it to their fans to put time and effort to release a finished product. Yeah. I don't necessarily think they needed to reinvent art. No. But they needed to put time to actually make sure the thing was finished yep. and actually was giving the fans enough of what they deserve. I agree completely. Um, but, yeah, that's – it's, 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 it's not that it's the worst game ever. It's just kind of a disappointment. And that's kind of the – it's kind of the worst thing ever to be just disappointing. Yeah. If you're, just, if you're horrible – People are going to say, well, have you played that horrible game? Yeah. This, this is, is just, just kind of... Eh. You can afford to miss it. Yeah. And, and that's that's not... 
That ain't Mass Effect. It's just it, it's, <laughs> this is the like weird side story in a weird JRPG series. They're like, oh. Hyperdrive mentioned Neptunia 5. Like, well, pretty oh, much is game. a side story, isn't it? It takes place yeah. in between two of the main entries. No, it doesn't. Doesn't it? I six thought pl- it? 600 years after the main entry. Oh, okay. I, I misread. I'm sorry. I thought it took place between two and three. Never mind. Yeah, so there's no excuse. Hopefully they, they fix those mistakes next time around, but I mean, I'm not holding my breath. Especially, like, it sucks because it was such an anticipated game. It was really anticipated. Everyone was, everyone was excited for everything they were showing. They didn't show very much, and even more so now we know why even more so the fact it was coming out this week I was like really? really? yeah that was surprising to me but I mean can't can't change the past now hopefully EA learned their lesson but I they could still fix the game yeah it would be a huge patch but yeah they can do it they probably need to I mean, at this point they they owe it to their fans like you as a consumer aren't owed anything beyond the thing you buy yeah that being said if you were promised something and they don't deliver, that is a problem. Like, the fact that the storyline didn't go the way you wanted, you're not owed that. Yeah. No one's owed the fact that the story has to be what you've envisioned it being. But if you pay full price for a game, it'll probably be finished. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's, <laughs> that's my point. Like, I don't expect a company to just pander to every want, but they should at least give you what they promise. Yeah. And that is the tale of Mass Effect Andromeda. Now, I did get some hands-on time with the game that I talked about earlier. Yeah, you did. Played Vikings, Wolves, and Midgard. And that is uh, a Diablo-type action RPG. Now, I don't know how familiar you guys are with these names I'm going to throw out there, but it's kind of weird because it's developed by Game, uh, Games Farm and oh, published okay. by Calypso. Now, they the are they're, 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 they specialize mostly in strategy-type games. Sure. So this is kind of a step in a different direction for both the publisher and the developer. Weird. Okay. Not that it's a bad thing. Um, it's just interesting to see these uh, these two names that are synonymous. 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 There we go. Synonymous. Uh, with um, a, a more more strategy oriented games, yeah. RTSs, the like 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 that. City builders um, make a a, a Diablo type game like throw the ring in the gauntlet yeah, that's yeah. a pun because it's also like gauntlet did you get it huh? I'm, I um, want to throw this microphone at you <laughs> so bad and it uh, it in some ways it succeeds and others it doesn't you can tell that this is kind of uncharted territory for them um, yep. the the gameplay is very exploitable um, not very exploitable the further you get the the harder it is to, mm. to, to exploit it but uh, the, the main the, it's mostly melee centric so you want to the, you want to get in there, attack, dodge, attack, dodge, some magic here and there. And uh, you can – most of your weapons that you have are, are melee, except for the bow and arrow, in which case you can literally just stand back and kill anything that comes near you. Huh. Yeah. Now, that becomes a bit more difficult when you get swarmed, but it's still – I never felt threatened when I did that. Uh, but it's still a pretty cool um, – super over the top game um it's so intense like to a point where it almost borders on comedy hmm. um you play as a, a viking man who returns home and your town is being ravaged by monsters you save everyone you're the chieftain now and there's some overarching thing that's coming it's never really explored it, it, I mean, it does eventually, but, like, it's not 
don't know how to explain it. There's, you just Without do spoilers, things. Yeah, yeah you things just happen. do things. It's a, there's a lot of disconnected events that you just you come back, everything's destroyed, and it's like, okay, well, what's my next mission? Well, well, I mean, you go and you destroy some ice giants that are nearby, and then your mission after that is, oh, well, you know, I've got some friends over in another village. What if I just go and pillage it? Just let's go kill everyone next door, and you you just do that, and it's it's a weird. It took me a while to kind of get used to that, but then I started thinking, like, well, I'm a Viking. That's kind of what Vikings do, yeah, so it makes fair. sense. Let's yeah. um, watch How to Train a Dragon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a fun game, though. Uh, I, I I can't say it's going to take a place that, you know, something like Diablo did, but no one, nothing's going to do that. Uh, but as, a, as an RPG um, where your goals are not really defined it's it's pretty cool you you, okay. you mostly want to build your altar so that you can uh pray to different sacrifice to different gods um so that you can unlock different things for different weapons that's that's kind of the main goal there um oh and also you're, instead of exp you collect blood from your enemies because you're that intense so dumb uh, it's it's yeah <laughs> okay i liked it though it was fun um you just have to kind of sh- shut your brain off well i mean sometimes that's what you want I mean, especially after you've played Mass Effect. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's weird because, okay, so, yeah, you have to shut your brain off. But then again, there is a pretty uh, deep leveling system. Okay. So you can't turn your brain off completely because you want to be aware of what you're doing oh. that, in that regard. But and there's I mean, different gods you can worship, right? Yeah, so different gods. There's different gods that give you different specials for different weapons. So, like, for instance, Thor, he upgrades your hammer. Of course he does. Um, and I don't know any of the other Norse gods, so I'm not even going to pretend like I know who they are. Odin? Um, Odin, I can't remember what he what he fic- what he upgrades, right. but uh, every one of them they they upgrade. They, they're it's like a different god for a different okay. weapon, hmm. and they grant you gifts, and those are essentially your your magic spells that yeah. that help okay, you. Out. That's neat. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool game though. I recommend it. Um, there were some issues where it would chug a little bit sometimes, but I mean I'm used to it now. Yeah. With with pretty much everything that comes out, that there's going to be some frame rate issues. Uh, it's it's a solid little title. I, I'm. It's PC, Xbox One, and PS and and PS4. Yeah, okay. it's actually. Uh, now I actually got to go and preview it in San Francisco a little while back, yeah. and I was told that they designed it with controller in mind. Okay, so I'm not sure how it translates onto PC, but I do know that they wanted it to be very controller friendly. That's why it's uh, a lot of the combat is focused on get in there, mm. attack, dodge, attack, dodge, spell, yeah. attack, dodge, that, that kind of stuff. So I'm not sure how that translates with a keyboard and mouse, but I can't see it being that bad because it's not that different than Diablo. Oh. So it's a fun little game. Yeah, it's 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 a decent little title. Awesome. Yeah, cool. Anything else? I mean, I, I I've been playing some Mass Effect, and that's pretty dumb. Yeah, uh, uh, that's that's pretty much been my life the last week. So, so have I been playing anything else? I've been playing um, that um, mobile Fire Emblem game. That's not a good game. Nope, it's a bad game. Yeah, I don't like Legitimately it. Legitimately a bad game. It yeah. just it, it like keeps alerting me, so I'm like, oh, I guess I'll do the daily thing. Here's the thing with Fire Emblem is the reason why people like Fire Emblem, and this is coming from a Fire Emblem fan, the reason why people like Fire Emblem is because they're super deep strategy RPGs that None of that give you a lot None of things of to do. This is just a shallow uh, strategy experience that you can get for f- – well, there's a free download too, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty great. It's, it's a – it's a shallow experience that doesn't do the series justice. And if you guys are really interested in Fire Emblem, this isn't why people go insane for no, it. That if you want to know why people like Fire Emblem, pick up Awakening is probably the best place to start. Maybe Wait, Birthright. Uh, Awakening is pretty good. I like Awakening. I, Awakening is generally that's where I actually started. Believe it or not, Birthright's nice though. 
Yeah, Birthware and Conquest. That's um, what was the series called? It was um, I don't know. Because the, the Birthware and Conquest were the uh, were the like like the sun and moon. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it was. One second, it's right over there. I'm gonna be right back. Hi, Phil. Hey. You been playing anything other than Mario? Nope. Yeah. Exciting. That's all I really did. I know. Fates. Ah. So exciting. Fates. Fates, yes. As I kick my chair. Oh, that's Fire fair. Emblem Fates, Birthright, Conquest, those are both really good games. Um, Awakening is has a soft spot in my heart, though, and I really recommend it. If you have a 3DS or, you know, pick up a 2DS for, like, what else? I've been playing anything else. Uh, I was playing a bit of Nier Automata. That's a really good That's game. That's a really good game. Yeah. I'm not very good at it at all. <laughs> it's really hard. Well, it's kind of interesting because uh, Phil, I, we did a video, yeah, uh, Phil and I, and, and he was like, I don't know, it's an RPG, and I was like, give it, give it a chance, and it's not it's not your typical RPG. No, yeah. it's it's kind of like a bullet hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got some bullet hell elements. It's got yeah. some hack and slash elements. It's, and it's got RPG. It's it got, is so weird. Mm. Yeah. Your weird android chick and this weird android dude. I'm interested to see the sales numbers for it because I haven't seen it yet. Um, I want to see how like, something that last generation would have been a niche title. Yeah. I mean, the original Nier was a niche title, but I don't think the original Nier was anywhere near as close to like like this. No, the new original Nier was basically a, a hack and uh, like an action RPG. Yeah, it's a straight up action yeah. RPG. Yeah, so I want to see. It took you hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to see how something like this will fare because it seems like the industry as a whole has uh, has changed and yeah. what audience want has changed. Now, maybe it's not what audience want, like the audience want that's changed. Maybe it's uh, game publishers realizing that they don't have to be so formulaic anymore. I think if... And people will still buy. I'm going to throw it out there. I think this is a game that... It's going to be like kind of like Dark Souls where people don't really know what it is at start. It's going to do okay, but it's going to be word of mouth that kind of really drives this one. This I've heard nothing but good things from yeah, people that exactly. bought it. And I played a bit of it and I really liked it too. Yeah. But I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to do as well as Square might want, but... I think it's going to have long legs because it's one of those games that you jump in and you're like, wow, this is neat. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean. I'm a 90s kid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Square Enix still, they're making gangbusters with yeah. the uh, Hitman franchise. Yeah, and that game, that as a series, I keep going back to and That's still amazing. And their, like, mobile offerings for Final Fantasy yeah. are, they make stupid amounts of money. I'm, I'm pretty but sure. Way, so. Let's wrap up yeah, there. Yeah, we'll, we'll I don't want. I don't wanna, I've only played, like, 20 minutes of Nier. So yeah. <laughs> no, totally. I was actually, I was actually going to do a little segue into into the conclusion anyway oh, so there you go. with You're that thanks for listening everyone don't forget to check us out on seizuremagonline.com you can find my review of Vikings Wolves and Midgard it went up today woo uh, you can also check out Phil's review of uh, Mario Sports Superstars that's right and and sh- the Shutter exclusive Prevenge Prevenge that's right and Power Rangers yes wow you so did it's it it's Phil centric day it is sure it is this is a big day for you mm-hmm. um, and Brendan you you checked out the Necromancer recently yeah you I did you played yeah. some Quake Champions I like that game yeah I do it looks dumb it is so <laughs> dumb but you also did a little write up about it yeah it's it, I don't think it's amazing but it's really fun, and it's really dumb. Another thing you guys can check out on CJMagOnline.com is Brendan's rundown of his most anticipated indie titles that he played at PAX, at East. PAX East. I really liked, is it Dune? Ruiner. Ruin. Ruiner. Ruiner. Yeah. That looks hella cool. And Moonlight. Moonlight is adorably awesome. Phil, have you ever played an RPG and wondered, where does the shopkeep get all of his stuff from? Nope. Oh well, I do. And Moonlight, you, this Moonlight answers that you. question. Oh, awesome! <laughs> you play as a shopkeep, and you 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 
you sell stuff by day and then by night you go out and moonlight getting the stuff to sell in your shop. Yeah, I've always dreamed of getting played play as a shot, shot thief in a video game. Even better, when you first go into dungeons, you use a broom as a weapon. <laughs> it it looks pretty a... interesting. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's dumb. There's, there's more on the list. We only listed two. Yep. That leaves three. Yeah. I know math. So why don't you go and check that out? And, you know, there's going to be content coming up every day, so so just keep checking us out. You can follow us on Twitter at CGMagOnline. You can follow us on YouTube, CGMagOnline. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Comics Game Magazine. I'm on Twitter at Cody underscore Orm. Brandon? b Fry 26 And Phil? At that Phil Brown. And don't forget to you know, give us a follow. Tweet at us. Like us on SoundCloud or comment on SoundCloud. Yeah, we got that SoundCloud thing going on where you're listening to this podcast. You also could uh, leave us a a review and a comment on uh, iTunes. That would really be appreciated. That would be super cool, guys. And it's like Podcast Appreciation Month or something. So, you know, do something for that. It's also hashtag Puppy Day or something like that. No, that was yesterday. No, it's today. Everyone's posting stuff today. yesterday, Cody. Oh, it would have been yesterday. So do it for the puppies anyway. Do you hate puppies? That's what I thought. You don't hate puppies, so you'll give us a like and a comment. Bye.